I am so glad that you are joining Cindy LeFevre Yorks for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. We pray these encouraging words will enrich and bless your day. Part 1. Doors in the Bible In December of 1963, the TV show Let's Make a Deal debuted. The game show featured a variety of mini showcases and prizes behind curtains and doors. At the end of the show, the largest prizes were awarded. The game show host would instruct contestants to choose one of three doors. Inevitably, one would contain a fancy sports car and another a reasonably attractive prize. The third would feature a surefire clunker like a donkey or a beat-up wooden pushcart or wheelbarrow. A variety of doors appear in real life as well. Some doors we might choose offer opportunity and adventure. Other compulsory doors we end up walking through lead us down paths of illness, challenge, and perhaps even loss. Though we can't always control which doors we pass through, we can choose how we navigate the paths that they lead us to. We may even become better sojourners for it as we navigate rugged terrain and unforeseen challenges with God's help. Door metaphors appear throughout the Bible, and we learn much from what they represent. The first door we encounter of importance is found in Genesis 4-7. As Cain and Abel brought their offerings to the Lord, Cain brought fruit while Abel sacrificed the firstborn of his flock. The Lord communicated his disappointment with Abel's less sacrificial gift, which angered Cain. So the Lord reminded Cain that if he did well, he would be accepted, but if he did not, sin would be crouching at the door. In this case, the door is referenced as a wide, imposing entrance through which temptation could easily enter. In James 5.9, we read that we are not to grumble against one another so that we may not be judged because the judge is standing at the door. Just as the gate to Eden was guarded, so Adam and Eve could not attempt to re-enter, so is the door to heaven closed to those who do not put their faith and trust in our Jesus Messiah, the Son of our only Lord God and the only righteous judge. The predecessor to the most important door in biblical history can be found in Exodus twelve seven. The Lord instructs the enslaved Hebrews to place lamb's blood on two doorposts and on the lintel, which is the horizontal support on top of a door as a placeholder for the identifier. This ritual, which later became known as the Passover, paved the way for the Lamb of God, the Messiah, to come into the world. God would essentially pass over sinful man and redeem him thanks to the sanctifying blood of Jesus. Jesus would later describe himself in John 10, 7. He would say, I am the door. He reveals that only through him is salvation available. John also wrote about doors in his book of Revelation. In some of the most exciting verses in the Bible, he reveals these precious words, Jesus, one like the Son of Man, spoke, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and eat with him, and he with me. Here Jesus speaks of standing at the door of every human heart. Like a polite guest, he waits for an invitation to come in. Once he does, the divine relationship and total communion between King Jesus and his subject can at last be consummated. In Revelation 4.1, John reveals that he witnessed a door standing open in heaven. 
Who can begin to imagine what that experience must have been like? The visual of the door to heaven and what lies on the other side is virtually incomprehensible, but the excitement surrounding that glory is palpable. In a world that appears to be growing darker and more perverse, it's one image worth imagining in a sea of harsh realities. We read that only Jesus Christ has the key to the door of heaven. And that's from Revelation 3, 4-7. to The Holy One, the True One, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, who shuts and no one opens. These verses spell out exactly why all doors really don't lead to God. Mysticism and New Age religion, along with a host of false religions that have come and gone throughout history, reveals that the Son of Man, our Jesus Messiah, stands alone at the door to eternity for those who believe. In John 1.12 we read, But as many as received him, to those who believe in his name, he gave to them authority to become children of God. Reading this reminded me of the safety we feel when we come home from a long day, turn the key in the door, and lock it so no one on the outside can intrude. Home behind closed doors feels safe and impenetrable to us. We trust our doors to protect us from the outside and to let us into our sanctuaries. This is a great picture also of our relationship with Jesus Christ. We can rest in His love and a peace that passes all understanding in the sanctuary of communion with Him. Join me in relying on the doors that secure peace on earth in our hearts today and at home in heaven for our future tomorrow. I'd like to read an excerpt now from my first book, The Side Door, and this is entitled, Where God Knocks. It doesn't take a genius to see how Americans are marketed to and seduced into consumption. When you wake up and check your phone, there are most likely emails crowding your inbox about today's myriad of online sales. Turn on the morning TV and you may be tempted by ads for sizzling bacon, sugary coffees, and restaurant breakfasts large enough to feed your entire block. Billboards, mail-order catalogs, and street signage all compete for allegiance and dollars. Yet consumers possess the free will to choose what to purchase, what to eat, and what to refuse or embrace. Free will also has been a nemesis and a godsend since Eve bit into the forbidden fruit. God's design incorporated our right to choose then and still does today. Before sin entered the picture, there were no doors between God and men. But when Adam and Eve broke with God due to their poor choices, God ushered them out of the garden and essentially closed the door to Eden. Without free will, we are slaves to whatever we are bound to. In the dictionary, the opposite of free will is subjugation, which is to bring under domination or control by conquest. God doesn't want robots. He could have made legions of beings in any state he chose, but instead God wanted true followers who freely chose to belong to him, delight in his will, and walk in his ways. And that's from Psalm 119, 47. Some people view rules as a drag and a hindrance to their fun. Yet in Galatians 2, Paul tells us there is freedom in the law because we are free from the bondage of sin as we live by faith and enjoy God's grace. When we embrace or say yes to things that are not good for us, we are bound by and to them. This principle is at the root of addictions of all kinds, substance abuse, alcoholism, overeating, and sexual addiction. 
It also points to the poor choices made when people put their trust in idols of their own making. Success, fame, or even good things that can take over our lives, like caring for children, attention to a spouse, or even emphasizing pastors above their messages. God tells us in His Word that He wants everyone to come to repentance, and that's from 2 Peter 3.9. But we have to let Him into our hearts and claim the salvation purchased by the blood of the Lamb. We must choose Jesus Christ. In Revelation, our Lord Jesus says this, I stand at the door and knock, but we must open it. To the one who is victorious, the one who chooses life in abundance and does not refuse the invitation, he will be given the right to sit with him, Jesus, on his throne. This God-designed seating arrangement cannot be earned. It must be chosen. The question is, will we answer God's call at our side door? Will we enter into a life devoted to him with an undivided heart? And the key to kingdom living is, don't think twice about answering God's call on your life. And the doorpost is, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. And that's from Revelation 3.20. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of His GPS for Your SOS. Cindy also posts encouragement daily on Instagram. Her blogs can be found on her website, cindyyorks.com. Her entire Door Devotion trilogy is now available on Amazon.